We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I thought very unselfish, just trust in the pass, uh, good rhythm, you know, and guys moving well without the ball to create that rhythm. Well, you know, they keep coming. So, you know, you don't want to feel too good about it, but I'd obviously I prefer that re- final result better than the first night. So uh, it's good. I thought our guys showed a lot of toughness. Uh, we got great performances from a number, number of people. I thought uh, Julius was terrific, just trusting the pass. When they collapsed on him, he just sprayed it out. And Jalen, huge game, RJ, you know, huge game, all three of them. And then I don't want to overlook the contribution of Mitch. Mitch was like huge for us, huge. So, and then, you know, the bench gave us, Dante got untracked, so we had good minutes there. So offensively, very good. We Obviously, we, we have a lot of work to do. There's a long way to go. So understand, you know, why we won and look, take a good hard look at the things that we got to correct. And then, you know, it's a quick turnaround. We got to be ready tomorrow night. Edward Flood, what's going on, Ed? I mean, we're one and one, but let's look at the positives. Wednesday, they showed the ability to score very fast in some instances. And tonight, well, they won. Um, yeah, good comment. Happy to be one on one. I, I, you know, I'm, you're going to, I'm going to do this, this re reckoning after every game amongst these first 10 or 15 or 20 games. But like, if you had asked me before the season, would you sign for one and one? Absolutely. And even how the Boston game was lost, I would still go back and be like, yeah, I'd sign for one on one. I know we had a six point lead in the fourth quarter, but I, Happy to be one on one. Everybody should be happy to be one on one. It's a good Atlanta team. Uh, Zach Layla, fan of you guys for a long time. New subscriber. Hey, thanks. Uh, I don't know what you subscribe to. I'm assuming the YouTube channel. Thank you. If you're a newsletter subscriber, thank you for that as well. Uh, you guys are awesome. If RJ can hit that mid range jumper consistently and continue the strong passing, again, for me, it's the passing first. I, it, we Passing first. And like with the passing, it's the decision making because you kind of can't have one without the other. That's number one. I still think hitting the three pointer just because you know he's going to get looks in this offense and for him to be able to knock consistently knock down catch and shoot opportunities. That's number two for me. Um, Although defensively. 
for him to be for him to play to his physical abilities on defense. You know, so I guess what I'm saying is like I, I love I love your comment, but like him hitting the mid range is, is a solid fourth for me. Um, you know, it's like trying to rank Martin Scorsese movies. Uh all of these things are 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 great things to want from him. And that's the best part of RJ, right? Is like all these are all areas of growth for him or potential areas of growth. Um so, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, if we're going down this road, if you're a big wing who can like stop on a dime and hit a 16 footer or an 18 footer, I mean, shit. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. And I think the reason why it's more powerful, it would, it would be more powerful for RJ than anybody else. And this would, this would support your argument that it should be higher on the list is because RJ can get downhill at will if he can also stop on a dime and hit the pull up well then well then then i mean then i mean look we're, look we're getting ahead of ourselves but like you could see it right you could see where this could be going how old is he 22 23 whatever he is a lot younger than me that's for sure <laughs> exact appreciate you man thanks for becoming a subscriber uh, Robert Cross with another one in regard to RJ. Very serious. Uh, not easy to be a third option. We've talked about this a lot. We've talked about this a lot. Not easy to play the wing. Still only 23 years old. There you go. Top 25 player. It's happening. Hashtag 53 wins. I, I kind of just want to like go. I'm not going to do it right now because I just don't have the energy. It's been a long night. Shout out, by the way, to my wife. Brief aside. My wife several weeks ago because she just wants nothing more than to be like to, to, for our kids to have like the best existence ever decided we should throw a Halloween party for our oldest. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to relate this back to Robert's comment in a second. I promise. Um, so we tonight had nine second grade girls over our house house in air quotes. We live in an apartment. Uh, a five-room apartment. Not five-bedroom, a five-room apartment. One of which is my office, which shit sure, none of those girls are coming in here. Uh, and my wife somehow pulled it off. This this Halloween party in which uh, my oldest and one of her friends is they're having a sleepover in the other room right now. I sure as hell hope they're passed out. Um, so why do I, why do I bring this up? Because for as much as this was all my wife's doing and she's the mother of the year, this was also a tiring day and evening for me as well. And so what I was going to say, Robert, is if I had more energy, I would like go through some names of players who, if RJ was a top 25 player, it would mean that he would be better than these, these players. I don't have the energy to do that right now. Again, top 50. Can we just settle for top 50? Please. I beg of you. Thank you. You know, I love you, Robert. Uh, Todd with another one with RJ. The one thing that really impressed me is being willing to make the extra pass when he used to force those shots. It's not just two games. Also the playoffs. Uh, yeah, no, that's a great point. It's a bad job by me. Not, not 
connecting those two dots for as much as I brought up the playoffs tonight. Uh, yeah, he did it in the playoffs too. And it, you know what made it worse? There are a lot of really talented players in the NBA who take bad shots. And you're like, I mean, including Trey Young, by the way. You're like, man, if this player just turned those bad shots into not those shots and like continued to move the ball or whatever else, you, like you would get a, like an MVP candidate or you get an all NBA guy or you get like whatever you're going to get. With RJ, what made those so frustrating is like during his bad games, for me at least, it would be like, man, dude, you have no business taking those shots. Like, you're not one of these other guys who it's like we were being like, if not for those shots, he would be this level of player. You just felt like they just didn't have a chance of going in, and he's not that level of the shot maker. So for him to again extricate those from his shot diet and turn them into passes it felt like a natural thing to do but also just really completely and totally changing the narrative now about him um let's hope it continues i hope it continues so much truly thank you todd Stephen Cordero, what's going on, Stephen? RJ's comp is Kawhi 2.0 or Jimmy Butler 2.0. Just throw it out. One of the 75 greatest players of all time. Uh, a two-time finals MVP. And uh, a guy who uh, has been the best player on two of the last four finals teams. Almost three of the last four finals teams. Just, it's just names throw names out there. Uh, it's always been there and he's been better than both at the same age and younger. People just choose to ignore it. No, no. It's not about choosing to ignore it. It's about everybody's development curves are different and I think that it's been extraordinarily rare to see a player with RJ's pedigree, like, you know, again, once upon a time, number one prospect in the country. And then, you know, what, what, say what you want about his Duke season. And then to go through four years of NBA basketball and then make some sort of leap. Like, we, the NBA is, is history is littered with late bloomers. Like, late bloomers are a thing. Like, I know he's, he's from a different country, so he doesn't get grouped in with these other guys. But, like, you could throw Giannis Antetokounmpo into the mix with Kawhi and Jimmy Butler, right? Like, I know those, I know Kawhi and, and especially Jimmy were older when they came into the league, and Giannis was a whatever he was. I think he was a teenager. But, like, it took a while for Giannis. Giannis didn't make an all star team until I think his fourth season. And he's going to go down as one of the, you know, 20 greatest players who ever lived. Like, again, we've seen late bloomers. But usually the late bloomers follow a particular type of track. The reason I go through this is for you to be like, people just ignore the fact that RJ is only the age he is. There have been a ton of examples about guys who came in the league at a young age and had big time pedigree that just didn't pan out because they never progressed as NBA players. 
That is a lot more common than what you're proposing here, which is like what he's doing is just like kind of run of the mill. And we've, we've, not run of the mill, but like, you know, we've seen it and we've just chosen to ignore it. I, I think what we're seeing is it is more unique than you're making it out to be. And the last thing I'll say is I don't think anybody's ignoring his age because to me, the only remaining argument after four years that let's not give up on this guy just yet as a big time player is because of his age. Because if he was three years older, and it's, he wasn't 23 right now and he was 26 right now. And we had the last four years in the rearview mirror. Well, then like it, this wouldn't even be a conversation. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to push back pretty strongly against what, what you're saying there. Cause I, I just, it just seems like a mis misconstruing of the facts um, for me. Reasonable minds may differ. Thanks, Steven. D. Hooper then. What's going on, D. Hooper? Defense got to tighten up, but I'm not worried. Great rotations by Tibbs tonight. Yeah, no complaints. Uh, DiVincenzo earned his, his check Earned his check for the week. That's good. Julius is 25 and 10. Would look great on another team, LOL. Why do we got to do that? Come on, man. Guy had a great game tonight. Guy had an awesome game. I know you're kidding, but like, there's truth in jest. Uh, the Julius Randle that I saw tonight, you know, he could play for my team any day. He wasn't perfect, but he could play for my team any day. Also, I'm not sure anybody's banging down the door to trade for the guy. To your point. Thanks, Goober. Appreciate it. Uh, Todd Rahulik with another one. The only thing Meech needs more of is IG stories. Mitchell Robinson is like, I mean, he's just the gift that keeps on giving. I would like, why does he not have a weekly podcast? I mean, the Knicks would. My God. I cannot imagine what the Knicks PR theme would do if Mitchell Robinson announced that he was going to have a weekly podcast. They would like collectively all just like go into cardiac arrest. You want to talk about something that they would not want to deal with? I'm just picturing the Knicks PR team like huddled around their like phone or computer at the moment every week when like the new Mitch podcast download dropped. Um, and just like waiting on bated breath at every every new word. Uh, I would really like for him to start a podcast just just for that visual to come to fruition. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate you, uh, Todd. With another one, Todd's all over it tonight. Todd, you get the, the you're the MVP of the post game here. Serious question: If 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 big if <laughs> it takes Randall, RJ, and Mitch uh, plus picks to get. Joel and B. Do we definitely know that's an upgrade? To do chokes and that's a lot of production. Uh, goodness gracious. So, well, I mean, I could weasel my way out of this question pretty easily and be like, that's not what Philly's going to want. They're not going to. And I, this whole the whole reporting on this story, the report. I'm not. This is not a commentary on the reporting, but like. The reaction to the reporting on this story this week has been so ridiculous in my mind because it's like there was the initial reported trade off, not trade offer, but like 
the Philly can have any one of these these things. And then the the reply to that, which is like Philly doesn't want a package built around RJ Barrett and, and Julius Randle. And with all due respect to RJ Barrett, and he's had a great, fantastic beginning of the season. Like, no shit. Like if Philly's trading Joel Embiid, they're gonna want like like young, like beginning of their rookie contract, stud players, plus, you know, like golden ticket picks you know, most likely picks that like other teams have that are originally owned by other like teams possess possess picks from other teams that are headed downhill. Like that wasn't a story to me. Anyway, I'm just ranting. Um, Man. I think we might be a little too quick to let's go. Man, dude won MVP. Dude won MVP, and I know he didn't have a good game the other night, or at least not a good fourth quarter. And he kind of looked like he was dogging it a little bit in the fourth in terms of transition defense, especially. That dude, man, that dude's special. I don't, I don't, I don't, I would have to sleep on that. Um, I guess, well, you know what? I guess I'm answering your question. The fact that I'm, the fact that I have not responded with like, yes, it is definitely an upgrade. Assuming it's all the picks, right? It's four firsts, three swaps, right? That's what we're assuming. Four firsts, three swaps, plus Randall, RJ, and Mitch. I, I, okay, fine. I guess we don't definitely know that it's an upgrade. And I, as I say that, I feel ridiculous. <laughs> you just, you need one of those guys to win. You just, you need one of those guys. I don't know. Good, good job by you. It's a good question. You, you jam me up. Thanks, Todd. I needed that tonight. After the way that fucking game ended, I needed to be jammed up tonight. Uh, Brian Benjamin, what's going on, Brian? John, shake my head. LOL, players want to score, and we can give Mitch one post up per game like they did Ben Wallace. Love the show. Thanks, Brian. Um, Tibbs would never. <laughs> you're never gonna get. You're never gonna get a wasted possession out of a Tibbs team, and uh, I'm not sure that Mitchell Robinson would know what to do if he if he was given a post up opportunity. I don't. Have we ever seen him post up? That's a serious question. I don't know that we've ever seen him post up as a pro. Um, to me, if any, like to to take your question seriously, like, oh, I, I know what uh, he threw. A pass tonight. It was in the first half. It wasn't a crazy pass. It was like he got the ball at the top of the either the top of the arc or the top of the key. He was somewhere far away from the basket. And he delivered a pass to Quentin Grimes on the on like the foul line extended behind the arc. That I just like looking at it, I'm like, man, that's not a pitch, p- pass I feel like I've seen from Mitch before. To me, like giving him a little bit more passing responsibility, I kind of want to see that. Um, because again, like he's a center, he's so tall, he sees above the defense, and like he does have passing ability. We've seen him make some nice passes. Either that, or like you know, the the handful of times we've seen him like put the ball on the floor and like out of nowhere pull out a move where it's like, whoa, where is this coming from? I'll sign for either of those two things before like one post up a game. I don't need to see Mitch post up. It's 
there are like four players in the league who can justify a, a post up, any post up, even one a game. Uh, thanks, Brian. And pre- thank you for the comment about uh, that you love the show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Drazov, what's going on, Drazov? RJ is growing up. I'm so proud of him. Him and Mitch embraced being here when no one else wanted to be here, and I'm so proud of where they are going. Been a while since we've had a multiple, multiple young guys drafted by the organization that stayed with the organization and grew up together in the organization. Not since. When you factor in the chemistry between the two of them and they do clearly have chemistry. Mm, man. Shit. How long has it been? Because the 90s teams didn't like Oakley wasn't drafted by them. Ewing didn't really get a chance to grow with anybody that was like drafted around the same time as him. Um, And also like Ewing was so dominant. It's not the same sort of comparison. Uh, Like, you know, like, you know, your Trent Tuckers of the world were here for a while. Um, you know, Wilkins was here for a while. Uh, I don't think the 90s teams really had this. Late 90s teams didn't have this. I mean, you you know, like the Nate Robinson, David Lee thing was cute, but that's, they never did any winning. Man, I really think you have to go back to like, is it like, like Bill Cartwright, Michael Ray Richardson. Now those guys were better players, I think, than Mitch and RJ. Bill Cartwright made an all-star team in his rookie season, and Michael Ray Richardson was a, a multi-time all-star. He was a, I mean, he was one of the best players in the league when he was when he was here. Probably have to go back to that. That team, that team won some games. Other than that, I get you know, you got to go back to the championship teams. It's just it's it's it is striking how this organization has just not to be a downer, but like consistently failed to keep and 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 grow its own young talent that we're sitting here and we're talking about RJ Barrett and Mitchell Robinson 
you know, being like the the most meaningful young duo this team has had potentially in like over 50 years. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy that that's even a possibility, but it is. Thanks, Trezov. Appreciate you. Great game in Utah, by the way. Utah, LA tied one on one with six minutes to go. So league pass alert, as it were. Uh, Sam Garcia's dad, what's going on? I have been warming up to the idea that trading three starters and picks for a superstar may not be the formula for success. Player development and progression may be just as important. Am I nuts? I mean, NBA history says you're nuts, right? NBA history says you need a superstar to win a championship. And if the goal is to win a championship, then, you know, um, I think the reason you could talk yourself into not being nuts is the part that comes down to like, are you comfortable with the superstar that you're getting? Which is why, like the the MB, to, to me, the most fascinating part of the MB discussion, like the you know, sitting here and being like, I don't think we should trade for Carl Anthony Towns, or I don't think we should trade for Zach Levine, or I don't think that we should trade for Donovan Mitchell. Like that's okay, fine. That's not a hot take. The Embiid thing is is tougher because you know the, he. I I know everybody wants to to, to poo poo it. The dude won the MVP, you know, and it was not a gift. He was he was a very good basketball player last year, and he's not yet thirty years old. So, you know, I, I, I know he is imperfect. I get it, but he, he, he that dude's good. Uh, thanks, Sam Garcia's dad. Okay. Coming down the home stretch, uh, APJP lets me know. Dom Cappuccini, with Julius's methodical process tonight, do you see an avenue that he could be passing the torch of the number two guy to RJ? Similar question that we got before. Yeah, I would love for that to be a conversation topic. Uh, throughout the year, and I can't help but think of an article that I wrote for the Knicks Film School newsletter um, a few weeks before the season, uh, which I highlighted a very weird, quirky stat, which is since the uh, in the last 50 years, so since the 1973-74 season, only once, one time, have the New York Knicks in back-to-back seasons had the same three leading scorers in the same order they were in in back-to-back years. So, like, uh, I think it happened in the early 2000s where it was... I actually forget the order. It was either it was either Houston Sprewell, Kurt Thomas, or Sprewell, Houston, Kurt Thomas. I think it was Houston, Sprewell, Kurt Thomas. Um, the back-to-back years, same three guys, same one, two, three order. That's only happened once in the last 50 years. You have to go back to uh, Clyde, uh, Pearl, and... Um, and uh, De- Clyde Pearl and DeBusher, Clyde, Clyde DeBusher and Bradley. See, now I can't remember what the what the hell I wrote. The point is, it's only happened twice in the last fifty plus years. And I was like, well, last year it was Brunson, Randall, RJ. Everybody figures again it's going to be Brunson, Randall, RJ. The odds say, if we go by history, the odds say that that is not going to happen again. So these questions are making me think like maybe the way it doesn't happen again is RJ surpasses Randall, you know? Um, but even that's rare in terms of like the same three leading scores, even in a different order um, over the last 50 years it's only happened two more times. So seems a lot of fluctuations over its history. I'll just say that. Uh, thanks, Tom. 
Zach Zella, uh, again, RJ picking up where he left off from the playoffs and FIBA. Another good comment. Yes, completely agree. I think that makes a lot of sense. Hopefully he keeps it going. Needless to say, uh, Ed Paula, Dean Wade. That's the comment. The comment is Dean Wade. Hold on. It's exceptional podcasting, folks. Let's pull up. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm I'm not going to. So I just went to text Fred Katz. And a man, I, I I can't I can't break confidence because it's a text message. I'll just say that uh, Fred, I think Fred is going to have some nice words to say about RJ, perhaps when he writes about this game. But I am texting Fred Katz. Someone just super chatted. Dean Wade, and I'll let you know. If Fred Katz responds, we'll see. I hope he does. Sam Garcia's dad. Oh, yeah, almost forgot. F. Trey Young. Always F. Trey Young. Eternally F. Trey Young. Uh, Eric Fernandez. RJ was so good that we didn't even notice Jalen Brunson's game. I mean, I love that all the commentaries about RJ, all the commentary deserves to be at our, about RJ. Jalen Brunson hit eight threes on 12 tips. <laughs> Dude deserves some flowers. Talks about how, I mean, say how much we take Jalen Brunson for granted at this point. Uh, they don't win this. Obviously, they don't win this game without him. Great game from JB. I thought he battled on defense. Maybe not saying much, but I thought he battled. Thanks, I appreciate you. Uh, Adam Boliak? Bolik? Well, one of those. Was at the game tonight. Hope you're enjoying Atlanta. I, I'm assuming you live there. RJ looked great. Fournier looked checked out. Huh. I mean, I would imagine he thought he played well enough. And if that's true, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt that's true. I would have thought, I think he probably thought he played well enough to, in the preseason to justify a, a, a role. Oh, well. Uh, Dante is a hooper. Yes. Jew has a completely different disposition and is making some great passes. Okay. Justifying what I said before. JB is him. Let's fucking go next. Thank you, Adam, for the scouting report. Appreciate that. That's insightful. Thank you. And I hope you enjoyed the win. Jasso focused with another one. My goodness. What is he saying now? I could never hate on IQ, John. I was just keeping you honest. I need people to keep me honest. That is why I have you people here. To keep me honest, I think Quickly's first half was good and his second half was not. That's correct. Agreed. Completely agree. Was really rooting for him to hit shots and was let down. Give JB more credit for his shooting tonight. I like that as we end the live stream, we have entered the, hey, let's all remember that Jalen Brunson's awesome and hit a threes tonight phase of the postgame. Well said. I think we got a response from Fred. LOL, that's all they said, question mark. That's all they said. That's all they said. <laughs> um, keeping it going. Brian Lests, what's going on, Brian? My moment of the game, there were three consecutive passes late in the fourth where Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and RJ each scored. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. I could see him in my mind's eye. 
just one game, but it felt like the best those three pieces have fit. It, how about this? Um, the whole being greater than the sum of the parts. At no time, at no time during R.J. Barrett's tenure with Julius Randle has it felt like, to me, those guys elevated each other. And even last year when the team was good, at what point were we ever, were we ever like, man, that Brunson, R.J., and Randle combo, boy, boo-wee, is the league going to have to watch out for years to come because of them three together? No. No, it was not like that. So, yeah, the fact that those guys were on the like verge of, like, it seemed like they were making each other better. That's fucking great. That's the that's the best news you could have. Let's hope it continues. Um. Uh. Again, I, I hope Fred doesn't mind that I'm saying this. Uh, RJ is better than Dean Wade. There, you heard it here, folks. RJ Barrett is better than Dean Wade. Per Fred Katz. Good job by you, Fred. Adam Bolik, thank you for uh, another contribution. Appreciate it. Um, with another one, I think Adam's getting confused on how to do the super chats because we have two non comments here. But thank you again. And Sam Garcia's mom, of course, Sam Garcia's mom would chime in. Welcome back, KFS. Glad we won. Hashtag resign D Rose. I had the uh, Grizzlies uh, Nuggets game on my second screen tonight for a bit. And Derrick Rose was playing some very important minutes of the fourth quarter. Had a strip of Nikola Jokic that I did not know anyone was capable of because Nikola Jokic has like eyes in the back of his head, side of his head, coming out of his ass, whatever. D Rose stripped him and took it coast to coast for a basket. That was a close game down the stretch. Derrick Rose um, nearly, they nearly pulled it out, but uh, they. Uh, we're not able to. Um, but yeah, D Rose always love me some D Rose. Thanks, Sanguessi's mom. Todd Rahulik with another one. As much praise as I'm giving RJ, just have to say, bruh is an absolute pro at airballing threes in the first two minutes of the game. <laughs> it's honestly impressive. You've been praising him more than anybody tonight, so you could point that out. That's fine. Thanks, Todd. Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time. It's your boy, John. Mitch is looking real well. Strong spry. Four blocks, four steals, 13 rebounds. Godman. Hashtag 53 wins. I'm thankful that somebody praised Mitch's game tonight. Um, again, I think you could argue that he was the second best player on the floor with all the respect to Jalen Brunson's shooting. They do not win this game without Mitchell Robinson in no uncertain terms. And he has looked from the beginning of the preseason all the way until now, a bit of an iffy Boston game, but he has looked everything the Knicks could have wanted to start this year. And then some talk about a guy that's been getting progressively better over the course of his career. Thanks, Robert. Todd with another one. Hashtag bring back Mitch's block party. Uh, yeah. I, w- I, w- I would like that. Zach Zella hierarchy of things fans want RJ to improve on is always interesting. Defensively, he has tools. Passing has been promising since the playoffs. Mid range is a plus. Defensively, he does have tools, which is why it's so frustrating when he defends at like a subpar level. And that's what that 
of all the things that was were frustrating about last season, defensively for me, by far and away, was the most frustrating for him. I thought he was a negative on defense and not close to being a positive. So uh, early on the season, again, two games, two games, two games, two games, two games. He's been good defensively. Uh, Zach, uh, oh, thank you, Zach, again for the for the comment. Todd with another one. Hashtag Cape. We're just doing all hashtags now. Kpenis. Hashtag Miss GMAC. Hashtag Pastor Claudio. Happy birthday, Pastor Claudio. Uh, GMAC is taking a well deserved night off. GMAC has been working. Uh, Q uh, Matt Damon voice from The Departed. GMAC has been working overtime. It was a very poor Boston accent. Uh, thanks, Todd. Todd with another one. Jesus Christ. I know it's crazy, but if we trade for an injury-prone MVP at the end of his apex, who has proven to be a playoff choker, we risk messing up everything. Um, You might be right. I mean, Seriously, you might be right. Who's to say? I, I've, I've been a big Embiid fan for years. I think he's going to win a championship one day. You absolutely might be right. Um, his playoff profile is disconcerting. You know, um, it is disconcerting. So the last thing I want to do is sit here and pretend like I am the fucking sage and that, oh, obviously we must trade for the guy because he won MVP and he was a superstar and so on and so forth. You might be right. I still don't think this team is currently as currently constructed is is a is a contending team. Um, doesn't mean an Embiid trade will work out. So we'll see. See what happens. Thanks, Todd, and thank you for the whole night. More hashtag hashtag. I want to be the subject of a Robert Cross super chat. Do you really, Todd? Do you really want to be the subject of a Robert Cross Super Chat? I don't think you do. I'm not sure you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I think we're done. APJP, are we done? Two. We just crossed the two-hour mark, so we're probably done. <laughs> Uh, I had a feeling this was going to be a a, a, a two-hour one. Uh, this was great. This was a lot of fun, uh, and it feels good to be back doing one of these after a win. Um, hopefully, the first of many wins to come. Uh, got a good basketball team on our hands. Got a fun basketball team on our hands, and uh, let's see if they could wade wade through the shark-infested waters of the early part of this season. Um, Thank you, everybody, for uh, the extraordinarily genera- uh, generous contributions tonight. Uh, don't forget, subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed. If you're listening on the post game tomorrow uh, or today, as it were, I don't know why, talking the future tense, uh, please leave us a five star rating or a review and or a review. We appreciate those things. We will have a post game featuring yours truly after the Pelicans game on Saturday. So be sure to tune in for that. And then of course, next week for the Cleveland games, we'll be on for those. Uh, that is it. Take care. Love y'all. One and one baby. 
got that fucking win. It wasn't easy, but we got it. Take care.